Hey, okay, if you're watching this, excuse the little messing around there. Hey, welcome back to our, our daily devotions. So today we're um, in my daily reading. Uh, that's really what this is. It's, it's what I'm um, reading each day. I use the, the McShane uh, reading program. It's four different chapters of the Bible. I don't always read the four, but this is uh, in that. So we're in Matthew chapter 9 and this remarkable story that we'll be familiar with already Jesus stepped into into the boat and came across to the other side some men brought to him a paralytic uh, lying on a mat and Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic take heart son your sins are forgiven you and this some of the teachers of the law said to themselves this fellow blasphemes. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus says, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, get up, take your mat and go home. And the man got up, went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe. They praised God, who had given such authority to men. It's a popular uh, scenario, an episode in Jesus' life. What's unique about it uh, is the fact that it, how Jesus does this miracle. They bring their paralytic friend to Jesus for healing, obviously. Uh, but Jesus almost seems to put that aside. He doesn't ignore it because he deals with it. But he focuses on something else. He focuses on this man's state before God. His sins were, were a stumbling block, if you like, between him and his relationship with God. I don't think this is in any way suggesting that his sins were related to, to his paralysis, paralysis. Not at all. No, no, no. Rather, God was, Jesus was dealing with the most important and pressing need of this man. He could only see the need for physical healing. Jesus could see beyond that to something that has more eternal weight. The soul that sins shall die, the Bible says. And all have sinned and fallen short, says the Bible. And if left unchecked, the Bible is clear that we will, be, we will be condemned at the end of time. So Jesus is dealing with his most pressing need, his need to be right with God. And having done that, he then deals with peripheral, peripheral needs is, is, a, is somewhat understating it. It's more than that. It's, it's, it's important to this man. Yeah, it is. So Jesus deals with... Things are on the periphery, yes. Perhaps in eternal scheme of things, at the end of the day, where we spend eternity is more important than the quality of our lives on earth. And yet Jesus shows, and this is what's beautiful, he also cares about the quality of our existence. It's not just about heaven, as I like to say sometimes, jam tomorrow. Jesus is also interested in life today and, and he shows that because he's come because of a temporal need the scenario is in he wants things to be better 
He wants to be able to walk, conduct a relatively normal life. And that may be secondary to eternal life, but for Jesus it mattered. And so having dealt with his sin, he deals with, with his paralysis. He heals him, sends him away. It's a beautiful story. He comes being carried on a bed and leaves carrying his bed. Hey, only Jesus can do that. And so it does a remarkable thing for this man. So the first thing I just want to reflect on is, hey, Jesus cares about the quality of your existence, of your life. The things that concern you, that are weighing you down, that matter to you. However, however um, insignificant they may seem to others, if they're significant to you, they're significant to Jesus. He cares about our well-being and he wants to do you good. He doesn't always heal us. He doesn't always grant what we're asking for. He doesn't always change our circumstances the way we ask. But he does work to effect positive change in our lives, to do us good, to respond to our temporal needs. So hey, seek him, pray them, ask him to deal with them. He cares for you. He cares about your life today. My time is up, but just quickly, if you're interested, uh, you know, this little jargon about, you know, um, you know, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or take up your mat and walk. Jesus was essentially saying that he's demonstrating his power to heal, his miraculous power, therefore, the authenticity of his claim that he's God, one with God. Okay, he demonstrates his power to do that by showing that just as he can say to this man, your sins are forgiven, okay, how can you know that's a true state of, of reality? How can Jesus, how can we know Jesus really forgives sins and that he can forgive sins? Jesus is saying, look, just as my word always comes to pass, so when I say to this man, get up and walk, okay, you know, be healed, he is, you can see that. So therefore, you can't see that I can forgive sins, but you can conclude that if by saying to uh, something that's impossible, this crippled, get up and walk, he can walk, and that happens and you can witness it, then when I say something that you can't witness, you can also be sure it comes to pass, it takes effect. So when I say your sins are forgiven, they are forgiven. Just like when I say to the man, get up and walk, he walks. This obviously authenticates Jesus as God, one with God, because yes, only God can forgive sins. The fact that Jesus can, and he proves it by healing this man, Jesus is God. Come to him, lay your heart open before him. See, he wants to do you good. <laughs>